0: Today, on this special episode of I Watch This As an Adult Movie Reviews, I review Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time. Like me. We can help each other with that. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. And rewrite existence and shatter timelines you cannot trust him I don't care who this guy is I just lost so much he can give us a second chance This easy for you. You will bring me what I need, or everything you call a life will end. This is all my fault. You may not want her to watch this. We had a deal. good way And welcome to this special episode of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikkel Ford. And as you heard, this is the review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We're going to get right into it. This is the only thing I'm reviewing today. The House Party 2 review has been pushed back to next week. I will be doing that next week. I got a couple of things, which I'll probably, I'll talk about all those announcements at the end of the episode. So let's get right, let's get right into this review. Let's not waste any time. And that's one thing I like about this movie. That's one thing I like about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. that this movie does not waste any time. This movie is very fast paced. It's very fast paced. We get right straight into what the plot is. We get right straight into the action. We spend like maybe 10, 15 minutes on Earth. You know, it's not, we don't spend a lot of time on Earth. It's like, it's like 10, 15 minutes. We get a little bit of banter. We get a little bit of the, we get a little bit of the Scott Lang comedy at the beginning of the movie uh, it's funny. I'll get. I'm gonna get into all of that later. I'm not gonna talk about any of that stuff. But we're gonna get into like the, the 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 meat of this of this movie as the review goes along. But like I said, we only spend like 10, 15 minutes on Earth. The rest of the movie is in is spent in the quantum quantum realm. Uh, and that's when this movie starts to get weird. Like. The one thing I said, if you uh, saw my uh, first reactions on uh, that I posted online, um, I said that this might possibly be the weirdest MCU movie ever. This might be the weirdest MCU movie ever, because... <laughs> Probably even weirder than Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be the space movie where you see all types of weird shit and everything. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has that beat. Like, this movie is so goddamn strange. It's so strange. And I like that. I like that. I like that this movie doesn't keep itself in a box. It doesn't adhere to, 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 to Norm, it doesn't adhere to status quo, I like that about this, this movie kind of reminds me of a live action, uh, Strange World, if you remember that movie Strange World that just came out, like, what, uh, Last Thanksgiving, I think that movie came out, that movie came out Last Thanksgiving, uh, it's Strange World with superheroes, is what it is, like, it's Strange World with superheroes, there are a lot, there are a lot of weird characters in this movie, (laughs) there are a lot of weird characters in this movie it's just like there's a there's a there's a man with broccoli forehead there's a piece of goop like this walking piece of like slime and he talks and talks about holes and uh, just a lot of, there's a, there's a lantern man, like, a man with a, there's a, there's a robot man with a lantern forehead, and all types of, like, just all types of weird characters, floating amoebas, just all types of shit, just all types of stuff, like, a lot of weird characters in this movie, uh, the one thing I liked about this movie is how they explain language in the quantum realm. I like how they explain language in the quantum realm because when the pims and the langs get to the quantum realm, they don't understand what anybody's saying. Like, everybody in the quantum realm, they speak their own language. It's like... And that's all that the, uh, the pim family and the lang family, that's all they hear, is... So they have to drink this goop. They have to drink this goop uh, to have the creatures in the quantum realm understand english you know i thought it was clever i thought it was a clever way to have like the weird alien characters speak english it was like oh you gotta drink this you gotta drink this uh concoction uh in order for us to understand each other and then like they start speaking like the the characters start speaking english so like he so, like they understand i thought it was a clever way to it was a clever way of getting around that instead of them just going to the quantum realm and all of a sudden like these alien creatures who have never been on Earth all of a sudden speak speak English. You know like I thought it was a clever thing to do. Um, there is humor in this film. There is humor in this film, but I don't think I don't think that it beats you over the head. Like it's not like Thor 11 Thunder. Like Thor 11 Thunder like the humor uh undercut the story a lot i look back on i look back at thor i watched thor love and thunder again and a lot of that humor undercut the story for me like in this movie the humor does not undercut the story like that does that does not happen here um let's talk about the characters now let's get into what you want to talk about to what you want to hear um paul rudd is as lovable as ever as ant-man like he's Like, he's just got this, like, innocent, boyish charm about him. Like, you, like, just makes you love that character. You can't help but love that character. You can't hate it, you know? I mean, they do rub in that he saved the world, like, a bit too much in this movie. Like, they rub that in a lot. That's probably, like, one of the only, like, running gags in this movie that annoyed the shit out of me. Like, it annoyed me. You know <laughs> it annoyed me because like they kept saying that you i saved the world i saved the world you know i saved the world right i did this you know I mean? like it just all right that's an, i'm like that's 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 enough of that um the thing about this movie thing about this movie is that it's not really it's not really an ant-man movie it's a janet van dyne movie like that's what shocked me like That's what shocked me, because, like, Michelle Pfeiffer steals this movie. Michelle Pfeiffer steals this movie from everybody, from beginning to end. She's just amazing in this movie, because, like, the movie mostly deals with her trauma of being stuck in the quantum realm for so long, and the secrets that she kept from her family. So, it's kind of like a redemption story. It's a redemption story for her. She's, like, She's made she made some past mistakes in the quantum realm and she's just trying to she's just trying to fix it and make her family like trust her again. Um, That's the main thing. Uh, Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas really have nothing to do in this movie. And I got my theories about that michael douglas is just old like he can't move the way he used to anymore like he's you watch michael douglas in this movie and he moves like an old man he's old like he he is old he he walks like an old man you know like he like he's he's about to retire soon i think he's going to retire real soon um and why not get that mcu check before you before you retire right uh <laughs> But yeah, man, that's the only reason I cuz that's the only reason I think that he's not really active in this movie. Evangeline Lilly, that, that's a different story. Evangeline Lilly is just she's just had a lot of controversy about her, like the things she said online about COVID. So like they're just they're just burying her in the background of this movie as much as possible, and I don't blame them because like she said some wild stuff online like she's just like Letitia Wright you know <laughs> just like Letitia Wright but they couldn't really hide Letitia Wright in uh, Wakanda forever because she was going to be the Black Panther you can't really hide her all that much uh but Evangeline Lily, you can hide her because she's pretty much like a secondary character you know like the Wasp is a secondary character you can hide her so like that's what they do they hide her as much as possible in this movie Um, let's get to something I didn't like. Um, Catherine Newton as Cassie. Catherine Newton as Cassie is possibly the most annoying character in this movie to me. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. I've seen her in things where she's good. Like she was in the Pokemon movie and she wasn't annoying. She did that movie Freaky. Remember that movie Freaky with Vince Vaughn? I thought she was good in that. But it's not her fault. This is not her fault. It's the writer's fault because no one knows how to write no one knows how to write a teenager competently nobody knows how to write a teenager like they always write them as whiny and annoying and like that's what we that's what we get here we get another whiny annoying teenage character and, like it makes me want it makes me worry it makes me worry for uh, young avengers because, like, we all know Young Avengers is coming. She's going to be one of the Young Avengers. They're setting up all these younger heroes, all these teenage heroes in the background of these movies. Like, they, they set up uh, they set up Wiccan and Speedball. They set up Kate Bishop. Uh, Scar is in the end of She-Hulk. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, but he's here. Um... What else? Like I said, you got uh, Cassie Lang here, who who who's going to be Stature. That's her superhero name in the comics. Her superhero name is Stature. Uh, we got a little we got a little peek of Elijah Bradley in a uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We know he's going to be Patriot. Uh, like I don't know if they're going to recast that character because we barely see that kid. Like they might recast him with somebody else but it makes me it makes me a little worried because like half of these characters are kind of whiny wicked and speedball were whiny um uh Cassie's whiny like I said the only the only one that hasn't been like a- annoying to me we didn't see enough of enough of Elijah to be annoying and we didn't um we didn't see enough of scar to be annoying uh the only one that we saw a full like a like a full show of like was Kate Bishop she's the only one that's not annoying to me and like and it's maybe because she's a little bit older like she's supposed to be in her early 20s so that's probably why she's not annoying but the rest of these teenage characters like they just don't know how to write a teenager I don't know what's so hard about writing teenagers like I do you spend time with your kids I mean like just look at your kid. And right from there, I don't know what the but anyway, let's move on. Uh, Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors is amazing as king, like, he brings just this certain amount of dread and danger in, in this just from being on screen. Like, just from being on screen, he's like, he's an imposing figure, and he will use force to get what he wants. Like, another thing. I like about this character is that he's remorseless he has no heart he has no heart therefore you don't feel sympathy for him like he's not he's not that run-of-the-mill sympathetic marvel villain like he is hitler like that's the best way that's the best way to, to um describe king the conqueror it's like he's hitler he's hitler he wants to take over the world he wants to be a dictator like this is like, this is the type of villain we need. This is the type of villain that makes the heroes better because he's not a sympathetic villain, but he's still interesting because you don't have, you don't have to have this like childhood trauma thing um, with him. Like not every villain has to have uh, childhood trauma. Some, some people are just, some people are just evil. You know, like some people are just evil and we don't know why you know we don't know why uh but he's still an interesting character because we don't know what he's going to do next we don't know what he's going to do next we don't know his plans like we don't know what other diabolical scheme that he has you know so like i i love this character i love this he might be he might be a top tier villain for me he might be one of the top tier villains in the in the in the MCU I, we're going to see we're going to see Oh yeah, Modoc. Let's talk about Modoc. Everybody's been talking about Modoc. All I got to say is, like, they use Modoc the way he should be used. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. I didn't have a problem with them. I just thought they used him the way he should have been used. Uh, yeah, I really didn't have a problem with him. Overall, I had fun with this movie. I thought it. Was, I thought they did a good job of blending action and sci-fi and comedy together. Uh I can't wait to see what King does next. Uh because like both of the after credit stingers are about him. So they keep you guessing about this character. Because we don't even know what the because like just when you think you know what this character is, it switches up on you, and those like after credits stingers, like they switch that character up on you because he's in both of them. King the Conqueror is in both of them, a different version of King the Conqueror. Is in both of those after credit stinger, so it's just like we don't know where this is going, but it's got me intrigued. It's got me intrigued. This is a very, very good start to Phase Five. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a wet fart at all for me. Like I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I gave it a four out of five. I recommend it. Go out there and see Ant Man and the Wasp. It's, it's, it's. Amazing, Quantum Mania. I mean, <laughs> like, go out there and see Quantum Mania. Go out there and see it. Um, like I said, the House Party review will be next week. I also have a special Patreon episode coming up next week. The Black Panther five-year anniversary review. I'm gonna talk about how I feel about Black Panther five years later. Go become a Patreon member. The link is in the uh in the in the bio. So, go become a Patreon member so you don't miss that. Until next time, peace.